What's going on, everybody, and welcome to this very special edition of the Main Event Talk. This is the second part to my uh, podcast. I was originally going to try and do this. Um, I was going to try and do this probably around um, last night, as a matter of fact. But due to circumstances beyond my control, the Main Event could not do it. So the first part that you heard earlier, well, the first part that you heard was... The whole thing for the all-out event. Now, I didn't get a chance to go ahead and view my points of the ladder match and obviously the World Heavyweight Championship matchup, which we're going to get into. We're going to get into that, and then after that, we're going to get right into the whole thing involving NXT UK TakeOver Cardiff. And I got I to gotta say this, guys, and I'll say it because I can... Uh, when I saw it on Labor Day yesterday, oh my God, the event was awesome. It was, it was everything that I could ever expect and more. I want to get into that in just a moment. We're going to talk about the AEW, the last two AEW events. Despite the fact that I didn't, I did mention some of it at the end of the podcast. I kind of wanted to mention just a little bit more of it. You know, give give the fans what they need right now, and that's the whole thing about the tag team titles and the whole thing about. Um, the uh, I think it was the Triple A tag team titles that were on the line. The 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 El, Elega, del de la Muerto match, ladder match that, that took place, and also the crowning of the AEW World Heavyweight Championship. We all know who won that matchup. I'm going to talk about that in just a moment. Before we go ahead and get into any of those things, I had an opportunity to check out Monday Night Raw. I'm about to check it out again later on, but guys. A huge, huge surprise. A huge surprise to all of us. And to say that I didn't see this coming would be an understatement. Because I kept waiting for it. A lot of fans have probably been waiting for it. And this was something that was very, very, very necessary. Now, if you guys had an opportunity to check out Monday Night Raw, you know about the whole thing that's been going on. Now, but before I get into that, during the duration of Monday Night Raw, uh, there was the whole contract signing, which I saw, and uh, you know, the brutal beatdown that took place between the OC, um, Dolph Ziggler, and uh, Robert Roode on the tag team champions, um, Seth Rollins and Braun Strowman. You know what's about to take place over at the Clash of Champions because Seth Rollins will not only be defending his tag team titles with Braun Strowman against Robert Roode and Dolph Ziggler, both of those individuals that will be defending their tag team titles will also be facing off against each other at the Clash of Champions for the Universal Championship. That's going to be tremendous to check out. I can't wait to see it. Now, the King of the Ring. We got to talk about this one because uh, I was in all about how this happened and, and everything. We know about Baron Corbin uh, advancing into the finals. He's already in, and well, he's advancing right into the Raw side anyway, and he was going to meet the winner of the Samoa Joe versus Ricochet match. Now, as you know, Baron Corbin defeated Alexand- uh, Cedric Alexander. And he was attacked at the hands of the OC. And the OC went ahead. Uh, they were attacking uh, Seth Rollins and Braun Strowman earlier. Now, Cedric Alexander had fell into the, uh, the path of the OC. And, and, that, and I think this, this is going to spell out 
Cedric Alexander versus AJ Styles for the uni- for the WWE United States Championship, which I hope it happens. I think Cedric Alexander deserves that opportunity. I don't know about you guys. But anyways, moving on. Cedric Alexander was eliminated by B- Baron Corbin. Baron Corbin is now in the King is now in the finals of the King of the Ring tournament, the winner to meet against Ricochet and Samoa Joe. Now, I saw the matchup. Head to toe, it was a badass match. And I didn't give a rat's ass who was facing Baron Corbin as long as somebody was facing Baron Corbin. Although I was pulling for Samoa Joe in this one. I'll admit that. Uh, the, the main event was pulling for Joe all the way. And then all of a sudden, I, I guess something had happened at the very top of the rope. Both men hit the floor or hit the mat. The referees, the referee counted one, two, three. Samoa Joe's arm covered ricochet and ricochet's arm covered Samoa Joe one two three who won the match that was a big question who won the match what happened referee needed some sort of either a replay or needed some sort of an official ruling as to how this was going to end up and then uh right when Corey Graves was about to interview uh the referee uh, Baron Corbin went ahead and said that they were both eliminated, that he was going to move into a bye. He was going to get into the finals easy, just like that. Well, this is something that I I, I find funny, but I, I think it's the right call, I, I think, as far as I'm concerned. So the referee's discretion and the referee's official decision was that neither, neither Samoa Joe or Ricochet were eliminated because even though they were both pinned, there was no clear, decisive winner. So, WWE management has decided that they're not only going to put Samoa Joe and Bear, uh, Samoa Joe and Ricochet to go at it one more time, but they're also going to add Baron Corbin in the matchup, which will make it a triple threat match. Now. Let me go on record of saying that I like the idea of a triple threat match, but they need to change the stipulation. They need to change the stipulation. Let me explain why. Because you have to keep in mind that this is the King of the Ring tournament. Somebody has to be eliminated. Somebody has to move on. That's how it goes. Now, in triple threat matches, especially when it comes to a traditional trip, well, I, I don't know if I, I call it a traditional triple threat match, but anyways, in that sort of way, two will win, or two will lose, and one will win. That's how it goes in a triple threat match. Now, I would prefer, since this is a King of the Ring tournament, my suggestion, I don't think WWE will consider it. I think other people will consider this idea. I would like to see Samoa Joe, Baron Corbin, and Ricochet face off in an elimination triple threat match to determine who will go and advance to the finals of the King of the Ring tournament. And and it's only fair. It's only fair because if you think about this closely, like I said, it's an elimination tournament. If this was just a regular triple threat match and say Samoa Joe wins and he beats Baron Corbin... And Ricochet is the only person that has not gotten pinned in this match. Technically, technically, yes, Ricochet is still in the King of the Ring tournament. He was never eliminated. To me, 
if you leave, if you beat, yes, I understand the whole point of the triple threat where, yes, you you pin one person, you win the match, you move on, right? Simple as that. But this is an elimination tournament, okay? You, you have to consider it like this, and I think WWE really needs to consider changing the stipulation of the match because, yes, it should be a triple threat match, but it should be by elimination rules because in the King of the Ring tournament, if you're eliminated, you're out of the King of the Ring tournament. What happens, like I said, if Joe beats Baron Corbin and Ricochet is the only person left? You gotta put Joe versus Ricochet right there to determine who will go to the finals. You can't just go ahead and decide, screw it, we're gonna go ahead and just let one person win and both of them will lose the match. It doesn't work that way. I don't, I don't agree with it. I agree with the thought of a triple threat match. I just don't agree with the fact that it's going to be, you know, in a, in a traditional triple threat match, just the way it is. I want it in elimination because that way it's much fair, it's much better, and somebody will win. And both of them must lose. Not one person, both of them. Just like that. So next week, at the King of the Ring tournament, who is going to win and become the King of the Ring? Well, not become King of the Ring. Who will advance forward into the finals for Monday Night Raw? Will it be Baron Corbin? Will it be Samoa Joe? Or will it be Ricochet? I know a lot of people are probably already going for Baron Corbin. The main event's going to go with Joe. Okay, some people go with Ricochet, some people go with Baron Corbin. The main event is going with Joe, Samoa Joe, King Joe, King Samoa Joe is going to run this kingdom and get his chance to become the king of the ring. I see it coming. I promise you it will be the fucking shit. Now, now that we got that part of the way, Let's talk about what happened at the end of Monday Night Raw. Let's talk about what happened there. And I got to say something, guys. I did not see this coming. But it needed to happen. It needed to happen. So we're in this whole thing with the champions, both Becky Lynch and Bayley, team up, both the Raw and SmackDown Women's Champions, Team up to take on the tag team champions, Alexa Bliss and Nikki Cross. The matchup was good. Of course, the boss had to be at ringside, which had to happen. And then, of course, the boss interfered in the match. The boss went ahead and took out her frustrations out on Becky Lynch. And then Bailey was out at ringside, comes back into the ring takes away the steel chair that Sasha Banks used on Becky Lynch. Immediately, I'm looking at Becky. I'm looking at Sasha. They're both looking at each other. And I'm automatically thinking that Bailey is going to probably do the right thing and tell her what the hell's going on here. What are you doing? And everything else like that. But there's a bit of a hesitation on Bailey's part. Now... I was looking at it and I was, you know, I kept thinking over and over again because ever since Bailey became the SmackDown Women's Champion, I had had this crazy feeling she was going to turn heel. I mean, I, I, I thought it was going to happen at SummerSlam. I thought it would happen like that, but it didn't. 
because somehow I know that Bailey is starting to change. I know Bailey is starting to become a different person. And and if she's going to become a different person, she needs to be a heel. And oh my fucking God, she tore the roof off of that fucking building when she took that steel chair and smashed it right in the back of Becky Lynch. Not once, not twice, not three times, not four times, not five times, not three times, not seven times, not eight times, not nine, not eight times, not eight times, oh, sorry. Yes. Bailey took a steel chair and beat the hell out of the man, Becky Lynch. And let me tell you something, guys. Let me tell you something. We've waited, and we've waited, and we've waited, and oh my fucking God, it finally happened. Becky Lynch... Gets her ass handed to at the hands of the SmackDown Women's Champion, Bailey, And now Bailey is where she needs to be at now. Definitely. You know, it's funny that the women that we used to admire and love are starting to change. First, it was Becky Lynch. She started the whole changing. She became regular Becky Lynch to being the man. And the boss has always been the boss, always. Whether she was a bad guy or whether she was a good guy. Charlotte Flair, well, she's just Charlotte Flair. That's all you have to know. And Bailey was probably the only person that you and I and all of us thought would never turn heel. Never. Until last night. And let me tell you something, guys. It was the best move that could have happened to her. And in a crazy way, Bailey is doing exactly what Kevin Owens has done. For a long time, Kevin Owens has always been this incredible heel. Has always been this incredible individual. But now, his heel, his heel deal is already starting to phase out and he needs to be a babyface. Sure enough, in the past couple of months, Kevin Owens was a baby face. Kevin Owens did exactly what he was supposed to do and now he's achieving success and he's going to achieve a lot more success as a baby face. Now Bailey is the opposite. She has always been a baby face for a long time. Whether she was in the NXT brand or the SmackDown brand or the Raw brand. We've all asked the question, will Bailey turn heel? All of us thought, nah, it's not going to happen. I don't see it coming. I think maybe it was because of the kids and everything else like that. And then she did it. Bailey did it. And it was the right move. It was the right move whether anybody likes it or not. Bailey did the right thing because she wasn't really getting anywhere just by being a babyface. And it was okay for a while. But sometimes... You have to turn into a heel or a babyface to make an impact. When you've been a heel for too long, you got to be a babyface. When you've been a babyface for too long, you got to be a heel. You got to turn heads. You got to shock people. Bailey shocked a lot of people, and she did it in the in the right way. Monday Night Raw, I know a lot of people were saying that Monday Night Raw sucked. I don't know about that. The ending was pretty good. 
It needed to happen. And she is still the talk of the internet right now because everyone is still putting out all this stuff about Bailey, including there was this one that I posted on my Main Event Talk Facebook page where it says, uh, where it's Bailey and she's all smiling, and then right there under it where it says, fuck the kids. <laughs> Oh my god, I find this funny. And now I find this part even more funny. Because now, Bailey, as you know, has an opportunity to defend the SmackDown Women's Championship against Charlotte Flair at the Clash of Champions. The question is, I mean, now now it kind of you know stirs up the question: who's the babyface and who's the heel? Better yet, I mean, we got two heels, who's gonna be the babyface? If you think real closely about it, I think most of the fans, they're still going to boo Charlotte. I see it coming already. They're all going to boo Charlotte. And I think they're going to go with Bailey. They're definitely going to go with Bailey in this one. And I think the way Bailey's momentum is right now, it's a, it's a surefire. And I still see Bailey as a SmackDown Women's Champion. She's going to hold on to that title. I see it coming. One thing's for certain. Bailey has changed. Bailey has done it. And now that SmackDown Women's Championship is now starting to shine. And it's shining in the right spot. Thank you, Bailey, for doing it. And girl, don't ever change. I promise you. <laughs> so Raw was a great, tremendous show. I'm going to probably watch the rest of it later on. Of course, Friday Night SmackDown. Or I'm sorry, SmackDown is coming up, is happening right now as we speak. Oh, and by the way. Did you see the new logo that was on um, for the SmackDown premiere that's going to take place on October 2nd? The return of Friday Night SmackDown. It's been a long time since we had some Friday Night SmackDown. And it's going to appear on the Fox Network. And the main event cannot wait for that. And the good thing is, I will be able to watch Fox. Because even though the main event does not have cable, and I'm looking to get some cable sometime this week or next week, depending... I will be able to see Fox on October 2nd, and I'll be able to check out SmackDown Live as it happens. I'll, I'll see how this goes. We'll see how this relationship between Fox and WWE comes out. This is not the first time that these two have been around each other, so this should be something very, very special. I have myself a Coke right now. Okay, now... Uh, there, there was something I wanted to go ahead and talk about before we go ahead and go, um, uh, before we go ahead and get to what we need to talk about. I was, I was at Raw, or I was at uh, Theo's last night, just out there, just drinking a couple of beers and stuff like that. They're having myself a good time. And I'm just sitting there, and I'm just minding my own business, okay? I'm just there, chilling out, wanting to have a beer, wanting to have a shot, because I had my roof fixed. By the way, the roof is completely fixed, and I cannot wait to see the results. Uh, it's supposed to rain out here in Corpus. I'd like to see what happens when the rain hits my, my roof. And if it leaks in my room, I made a mistake. But if it doesn't leak in my room, I will be good. Very, very good. You know? But anyways, after having the roof fixed and after having a lot of stuff done, I wanted to go ahead and go to Theo's on Labor Day. And I wanted to go ahead and go out there and go drink, go have yourself a good time. See my boy Adon at the door. I like to call him the A Train because he's he's a badass drummer. Adon, Adon Pena, what's going on? How's it rolling? Glad you're listening to the podcast right now. I was there, um, just chilling out, drinking, and 
there was this guy right next to me, a little further down at the corner of the bar. He was just there just, you know, talking and, you know, drinking and everything else like that. And he decided to approach me. He decided to approach me. And here's the thing, guys. It's one thing when when you approach the main event in an arena. It's another when you approach me at a, at a bar somewhere where it's a bunch of crowded people. But if there's really nobody at the bar, people are shooting pool, people are playing video games, and people are doing a bunch of stuff. And if I'm on my own, mind your business. Leave me alone. This guy wanted to have a conversation with me. Now, I wasn't going to be rude. I wasn't going to do anything crazy. But this guy had uh, a couple of questions he wanted to ask. He, I answered them in a proper way. He kept asking more questions. He asked me where I work at. He asked me this. He asked me that. And then it leads to a story. Now, let me tell you something. I don't mind... I don't mind talking with guys that have been in the military. I don't mind talking with guys that have, you know, placed their lives on the line and I can understand that completely and I you know I love them and respect them for that. But here's the thing. When I'm at Dio's or when I'm at Rich's beer, Billiards, I want to be there to drink beer, have a good time, jam out to music and let all the stress go away so that way I don't have to deal with it. I don't bring my work to the bar. Do not. Does not work. If I leave work to go to the bar, that's a different story. Now, I'm sitting there, right? I'm relaxing. This guy's talking to me, bringing up a bunch of questions, bringing up a bunch of advice and everything. And then he goes to the story. And we're already getting in 15 minutes into the conversation. And I'm just agreeing with him, saying yes to him, and trying to tell him, here's what you do, you need to do this. Oh, but what if, what if the, uh, this happens and blah, blah, blah. It's like, oh my God. And this guy was trying to, you know, bring a point up, but he never did. He is talking to me. He's right next to the bar. He's right here with me. I'm drinking a beer. I'm taking my shot of a Jaeger bomb. He's here talking to me. I'm just like, yeah. Mm-hmm. Really, you don't say. Ah, oh, no fucking shit. Oh, cool. And this has been going on for the past, for like 30 minutes. And I did not want to be rude and everything else like that. And here's the thing that really sucks. I'm finishing my beer. I'm finishing my shot. I was going to go for another beer. I was going to go for another shot. And the guy that's talking to me is the one that's paying for the beer, paying for the shot. I'm like, fuck it. Get, go ahead. Give, give me the beer. Give me the shot. So I'm taking the beer. I'm taking the shot. And I'm still listening to him for another 15, 20 minutes. And I'm just, you know, I'm looking left. I'm looking right. I'm looking up. I'm looking down. I'm looking at the fucking bartender. I'm looking at the fucking beer bottles on the side. I'm looking at the hot chicks over there in the corner playing some fucking pool. And I'm just like, God damn, will you, will you get to the fucking point? He had no point. He had no point. I mean, I swear to God, he was telling me about his his days in the war. He was telling me about his day at home. He was telling me about all this stuff. And it's almost like I'm living the stuff that he's telling me. And I'm like, I didn't want to be rude to him. I was just listening to him, agreeing with him. And it was over th almost an hour. 
oh my god by the time i got done with the beer and he and he was and he was already telling me you know well you know i'm sorry to, i'm sorry for taking up all your time i'm just glad that you're listening to me i i, I told him yeah it's cool it's cool no problem no problem I was listening to him, but I was also like in my head, like, "All right, come on, guy, can you can you please move it along and do what you can?" And I, I gotta go somewhere. I went to the restroom, thank God, and I was sitting there for like maybe. Well, even though I went to take a piss, I was sitting there for like maybe about five ten minutes because I wanted the guy to fucking leave. <laughs> so the guy goes ahead and leaves, and I'm glad. I'm like, thank God, he's gone out the window. Now I can drink. Now I can relax. Now I can do what I can. I had a good time over at Theo's tonight last night it was tremendous but i'm never going through that shit ever again okay here's the thing it's one thing when you're a family member it's another when you're a best friend of mine it's another when you're a close friend anyone that i've met if you're a gorgeous woman i'll make the time to talk to you but if you're gonna waste 250 hours of my life you better give me a goddamn beer or a shot okay that's what i want that's all you have to give me all right I will sit there with you. You give me a shot, you give me a beer, orale. I'm listening to you for like 95 hours. And then I'll yell and scream out when I get home and say, what the fuck did this dude tell me? Oh my God, I really, really did not want to go through this shit. I mean, it was just, it was the most, how do I put this delicately? I mean, it was okay. I was feeling okay. But I, I just did not, I did not want to go through this, you know. <laughs> but all, all, all I can say, guys, is that I, you know, I had a good time at Theo's and uh, at Riches or whatever, and it was just one of those things where, you know, even though it was okay to talk to somebody, I really, really didn't want this conversation to. I wanted this conversation to be over. I wanted it to be done. I wanted it to be out the fucking window. But I will be returning to Theo's this coming Saturday. Yeah, this coming Saturday is going to be very, very interesting because Saturday, not only is there going to be some, uh, I think there's going to be some wrestling involved from what I understand. And also, um, our my good friend's uh, knife party, a tribute to Deftones, is going to be performing over at Richard's Billiards Saturday night, uh, Saturday night, September 7th. It's going to be great. I cannot wait. The main event will be there. Uh, Knife Party is going to be uh, doing a benefit for our good friend Ben Tones. Bencito Ben... uh, Benny... Benya. (laughs) What's going on, Ben Tones? How's it rolling, my man? And um, the show's going to take place right around... I'm going to say... I think it'll start around maybe 9 or 10 o'clock and everything else like that. I know a lot of people are going to probably be showing up a little early and everything just to see how the show goes. So if you guys are interested, if you want to come over, uh, you know, especially if you're here in the Corpus Christi area, head over to Richard's Billiards, formerly known as Theo's, and you'll check out the show Knife Party, a tribute to Deftones. It's going to be a tremendous event. I don't know if there's any other bands that are going to be playing over there at that event. But I should check it out. But like I said before, they're going to be playing. They're going to be doing a benefit for Ben Tones Saturday night over at uh, Richard's Billiards. Cannot wait for the show. If you guys are interested, I do not know about the cover. I may have to ask some questions to find out the cover and everything else like that. Everything else like that. So, man, oh, man, oh, man. (laughs) Saturday night, September 7th at Richard's Billiards. 
Knife Party, a tribute to Deftones. That's going to be a tremendous event. Be there for that. You know the main event will be there all the way. Okay, now that we got my little piece of heaven out of the way, <laughs> let's go ahead and get into this whole thing involving the AEW World Heavyweight Championship and also the tag team titles that took place. Now, I was watching... Uh, obviously, we're going to get into NXT UK and uh, get into that little situation too, but I had my notes written down here and everything else like that, so that way I give you guys an idea of what I was watching. Okay, the loot... Let me see if I can read this correctly here. The Lucha Brothers went up against the Young Bucks for the AAA uh, tag team titles. Um, I was watching that entire match from head to toe, and that latter match was, my God, it was just mind-blowing. I, 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 I'm a huge fan. I'm a huge fan of the Young Bucks. I'm a huge fan of the, the Lucha Brothers. I dig the whole uh, thing that's been happening um, with this whole tag team feud between the two. And... Um, the, the latter match was just so fucking incredible. I couldn't, you know, I, I've never, I, you know, I can't say it was definitely the best match in the card, definitely, for the all-out event. And, man, you know, I, I love the, uh, what you call it, I love Pentagon Jr., I love Ray uh, Phoenix, I think that's the name right? Ray Phoenix, yeah. I love how that matchup went, and it was just so great to watch. And overall, this match was just so fucking amazing. And you could not... Of, of course, um, they did win the matchup. You know, the Lucha Brothers retained their tag team titles and everything else like that. But then came the big surprise. Now, as you guys know, there's gonna there's a tag team tournament that is going to decide who is going to be... Who is going to be the next... AEW World Tag Team Champions. I'm going to be, you know, interested as to who's going to be involved. You know, I told you about it, and I'm going to tell you right here again. I told you about the surprise of LAX, and LAX showed up. But as you guys know, LAX is no longer LAX because LAX is the property of Impact Wrestling. Long, long story on that. And all I can say is I'm glad that they're there and I'm glad that they're at AEW and now it's time that we see the tag team division over in AEW look as badass as it already is. Now, the next matchup and the final matchup that I want to get into is the AEW World Heavyweight Championship. Now, you guys already know that Chris Jericho won the match. But let me give you my viewpoints as to what I think of that matchup. I think it was a great match overall. Chris Jericho did an outstanding job. Adam Hangman Page did great for himself in the matchup, too. There were a couple of mistakes that he made throughout that matchup. And I know the question that remained, and I know that there was a lot of people that were asking me this. The question was, Does uh, is it the right move for Chris Jericho to become the AEW World Heavyweight Champion? The answer is yes. And here's why. Number one... I understand that Chris Jericho is at a certain age where he shouldn't be champion, but if you think about it closely, you've got a man who is a mega star in AEW. If there's any any star in the company that's big right now, it's Chris Jericho. 
Chris Jericho is the biggest star for a reason. He is a former world heavyweight champion. He is a former tag team champion, former intercontinental champion, former United States champion. He has um, beaten, and he said this many times before, and I'll go ahead and mention it for him. He's defeated Stone Cold Steve Austin. He defeated The Rock in one night. Nobody else can say that but him. True, True that. Um, Chris Jericho has uh, overcome a lot in his career, and he's got one of the best bands going today in Fozzie, you know, and Chris Jericho to me, if he became world heavyweight champion, then AEW will be on the map now, completely, it'll be on the map, now I know some people are asking probably, you know, why, how come Adam Hangman Page cannot be the champion? What, what's wrong with Adam? Here's a couple of things, guys. Number one, uh, I have seen Adam Hangman Page. He is a tremendous athlete. He, he kind of reminds me of a modern-day Barry Windham. That's who he reminds me of in a certain way. I love the entrance that he made when he came out in a horse. That was, that was pretty cool. That was so, so Adam Hangman Page right there. So good. Loved it. But the thing with Adam Hangman Page is I could not see him as a world heavyweight champion. I couldn't. Much like a double nothing, I couldn't see Kenny Omega beating Chris Jericho. I just couldn't see it. Because Chris Jericho has got too much experience and he's got too much heel on him to be the best. The same with Adam Hangman Page. Even though he's a great athlete, even though he's tremendous at what he does, he's a great babyface, but you're taking on a great heel in Chris Jericho. Chris Jericho, a lot of people can, some people can argue the fact about Chris Jericho being champion. I think it's great that he's champion because he's legitimizing the title. He's making it become worth something. And the title, it's going to be around Adam Hangman Page's waist in the near future. Right now, a loss it's a loss. And sometime down the road, we are going to see Adam Hangman Page become champion. We are going to see that happen, and the fans are going to definitely be behind Adam Hangman Page. But I already see a feud happening once again between Adam Hangman Page and Pac. There's, a, you know, there's still something stirred up over there, as you saw in the post-show. So, as I said on the previous Main Event Talk podcast... Congratulations go out to Chris Jericho for becoming the first ever AEW World Heavyweight Champion. Should be tremendous, should be great. Now, overall, on the all-out event, it was a great, great event. Great overall. Now, now that we got the AEW situation out of the way, let's talk about NXT TakeOver. Let's talk about Cardiff. Now, I got to say this, guys, because for the record... NXT TakeOver UK, Cardiff, blew my fucking mind. Blew my fucking mind from head to toe. I digged it. Everything about that was so fucking awesome. The crowd over there was way louder than the crowd over there in Chicago. And Chicago is supposed to be the loudest city in the world. And these guys put fucking Chicago to shame. No offense. So in all these matches I was looking at, uh, the two matches that I didn't get a chance to see, I 
don't think they were added on this card. I could be wrong here. Was uh, I think I had it written down in my notes somewhere. Let me see if I could write this down. Uh, let me see if I could look at it real quick. It was uh, Rhea Ripley going one-on-one against Piper uh, Piper Vinen, Vixen. I think that's her name. Uh, I believe Rhea Ripley was the one that won the match. And uh, Cassius Ono going one-on-one against Sid Scala. And I don't know who won that. I think it was probably Cassius Ono, no doubt, in that that whole situation. But watching the matchup, watching the event itself was just so tremendous. Each of the matchups, each of these matches were overall the best ones. And the funny part about all of these matches, none of them were ridiculous. None of them. Any one of them at all. The first matchup of the night, there was no pre-show. Well, there was a pre-show apparently, but uh, I didn't get a chance to view that. Like I said, it may have been appeared in another show. You may never know. But anyways, the first matchup that took place was Travis Banks going one-on-one against Nam, uh, Noam Dor. And uh, this was a pretty good matchup. The first match itself, uh, the singles match was good. It was high overall. Uh, these guys put on a tremendous performance. Uh, the crowd loved it. The crowd digged it. I believe the winner of the matchup was um, was uh, Door, and uh, he's pretty charismatic himself. The Kiwi Bus saw Travis Banks did appear. Well, actually, he did. He did appear at the Blackpool Takeover event, but he was attacked by I believe it was Darbin Jordan Jordan Darbin or whatever, whatever that guy's name was. The one that looks like Finn Balor a little bit. But anyways, that matchup, the first matchup was tremendous and awesome. And a surprise appearance by Cesaro. Cesaro came out and he wanted to fight somebody over at Cardiff. And Cardiff was very, very welcoming to Cesaro in every way possible. And the man that took on Cesaro one-on-one was a man by the name of, if I could pronounce his name correctly, Al-Jadar... Dark Dragon. I can't. I can't put the name down. I'm sorry. Oh God. But anyways, I was looking at that matchup, and my fucking God, another mind blowing matchup. This one just blew my fucking mind. And Cesaro doing his Cesaro swing, and he did. That crowd was counting one, two, three, four, five, six, until they went all the way to 40. I'm surprised Cesaro was standing after going through 40 spins like that. Oh, my God. That was... (laughs) Oh, God. The winner of that matchup was Cesaro. And, um... And the thing I liked about this this one was the ending when Cesaro came out. It looked like he was about to attack his opponent, and I, you know, I was like thinking, nah, I don't think he's gonna do that. Cesaro, Cesaro has too much respect for his country. And sure enough, Cesaro, he looked like he was about to attack him. Cesaro stopped, shook his hand, and it was a very, very good sign of respect. And you know what? There's a reason why Cesaro is the Swiss Superman. There's the reason why he's called the Swiss Cyborg. And this dude, I, I love Cesaro. He's a tremendous athlete. He's the, he's the best. He's great at what he does. Congratulations go out to Cesaro for winning his matchup. The next one. Now, 
the tag team titles were on the line, and my God, this was an outstanding, an outstanding tag team matchup. This one, and I'm going to say this because it's true, this one pretty much blew away, and, and well, I, I don't know if it blew it away or not, but this one actually blew away the Young Bucks versus the versus the Lucha Brothers for the AAA Tag Team titles. This was awesome. Everything from, let's see, the uh, I'm trying to read this here because even though the light is on, I can't, okay, here we go. The Grizzled Young Veterans going up against Mark Andrews and um, Flash Morgan Webster. And I believe it was Joey Coffey and Wolfgang. Now, these guys put on a tremendous show. And obviously, the heavy favorites in this one was uh, Mark Andrews and, you know, Flash Morgan. They were the heavy favorites because, you know, it was in their hometown. And this matchup was overall a, you know, another outstanding matchup, another great, great, great tag team title matchup. And the NXT UK tag team titles were on the line. These guys put on a tremendous show. And I'm not going to waste anybody's time here. The winner of the matchup was and new NXT UK tag team champions Flash Morgan and Mark Andrews. They win the tag team titles in their hometown. And that was just a real feel-good moment. The matchup was outstanding. Both teams, all three teams, put on one hell of a show. And overall, Mark Andrews and Flash Morgan came out and they won the tag team titles over in their hometown. So congratulations go out to them. This matchup, to me, was probably the best tag team match overall, in my view. The next one, I talked about the hardcore matchup that took place over at AEW. The triple threat matchup with Joey Janela and um, what was the other two? Darby Allen and Jimmy Havoc. That was a tremendous hardcore match. But I would pick this matchup, the last man standing match, over these guys because it was David Mastiff going one on one against who is it? Joe Coffey, right? Joe Coffey. There we go. And, my God, uh, these guys, you know, I thought the hardcore matchup was, was brutal. This one was, my God. These guys, I mean, did you see Did you see when Joe Coffey, or I'm sorry, Dave Mastiff, took Joe Coffey to the corner and the turnbuckle came off? I'm like, holy fucking shit. You gotta be kidding me. That shit came off like nothing, like zero. And these guys were going at each other like crazy. They were out in the audience, right? Both of them had steel chairs. Both of them looking at each other. David Massive gave him one steel chair. Jake gave Joe Coffey a steel chair. And they were, I guess they were trying to swing for the fences or trying to go at each other. So while Dave, Dave Massive is on one side, Joe Coffey is on the other side all the way over in the crowd. And then like... Two charging bulls or two charging freight trains. They're going right at each other and BAM! Holy fuck. And they were still standing. This is a last man standing match. You know? And my God, this was... This was... Oh, man, it was brutal. And I was like, oh my God, this was fucking amazing. At the end, they were, uh, there was this one part I remember. They were at the announcer's booth standing on top of the stage there. 
and then all of a sudden, and, and the first thing that came to my head was, oh God, I hope these guys don't fall. And they did. They fell all the way down, and they were trying to get up at the 10 count, and then Joe Coffey smartly, as soon as the ref said nine, Joe Coffey pushed over one of the, uh, one of the, toolboxes or whatever out of the way and Mastiff was trying to get up and he stayed down after the 10 count Joe Coffey wins the matchup against David Mastiff David Mastiff loses in the last man standing match and my god that was oh my god I give anything to watch that match again that was just so fucking brutal it was brutal from head to toe left and right that one will probably beat the hardcore matchup as far as I'm concerned that's just my opinion now I mentioned personal rivalry. Now, no offense, this was a personal rivalry, but I don't think it'll match the personal rivalry that took place over at the All the All Elite Wrestling All Out event with Cody Rhodes versus, you know, Sean Spears. I think that was a personal rivalry. But this one was probably just as personal. Tony Storm going one-on-one against Kaylee Ray for the NXT UK Women's Championship. Now, this matchup was good. This matchup was good overall. And uh, the crowd was still going for Tony Storm in this one, and I was too. But for some odd reason, I think Tony Storm was off her game. She was. And, and it, and it kind of showed right there in, in that match. Uh, you know, all, all I can say is, and, and I'll come right to it, guys. Tony Storm did lose the match, and Kaylee Ray is now the third woman to become the NXT UK Women's Champion. The first one was Rhea Ripley, the second one was Tony Storm, and now the third is Kaylee Ray. Congratulations go out to her. She won it fair and square against Tony Storm, and it was very, very emotional and very, very personal. It was an outstanding it was a great matchup over it was a great women's match. It wasn't the best women's match in the card, but it was definitely a great match nonetheless. Now, we go from that to the main event for the NXT United Kingdom Championship. Walter to defend the championship against Tyler Bate. And this one right here, ladies and gentlemen, I thought that the AEW World Heavyweight Championship main event match between Chris Jericho and Adam Hanmang Page was a great main event. But this one, to me, as far as I'm concerned, the best main event match of the night. Definitely. This match, I, I dig Imperium. I'm, gonna, I'm not going to lie to you. I think Imperium is the, best, is the best group in the history of professional wrestling. And, and I, and this is the truth, this is coming from me. I would pit these guys over Undisputed Era. Honestly, I would put Imperium up against Undisputed Era. They're that good. I like Imperium. I like Walter. He's a tremendous athlete. He's one of the most devastating individuals coming in to the NXT UK brand. I love the matchup that he had with Pete Dunne over at New York. Over at TakeOver New York. That was outstanding. And once he won, once he became champion, he took over the kingdom. He took over the kingdom of the NXT UK brand. And brought in Imperium and brought in this group that was just... My God, I mean, I, it's like Imperium reminds me of the Four Horsemen, Evolution, NWO style, 
yeah, we'll, we'll go with that. Like the Four Horsemen, like Evolution, like NWO. Kind of like all in that certain combination. And they, they're very distinguished. And that's what's so good about the British. The British are very distinguished. They are very, very well-mannered, but they are also deadly. And these are, uh, I, I think, um, I, I, and I could be wrong about this, I think Walter comes from Aust- Austria, right? Astoria? I did it, yeah. But anyways, Imperium is an awesome group. I dig them. And the matchup that he had with Tyler Bate was basically a David versus Goliath type matchup for the United Kingdom Championship. This was a great main event match. And I kept thinking in my head, Tyler Bate is going to beat this guy. Tyler Bate is going to do what he can. He is a big, strong boy. And that's what I kept looking at Tyler Bate. And I kept thinking over and over again, Walter's going to lose. Walter's going to lose to Tyler Bate. It's going to take place. We're all going to fucking witness history when this shit happens. No, Walter keeps kicking out. Walter is a great champion. He's one of the best champions I've seen in years. He's good. He's good at what he does. Tyler Bate, he was the first, he was the first United Kingdom champion. And of course, the second champion was Pete Dunne. And then, of course, comes Walter becoming champion. This matchup was the best. It was it was this was the better main event match than the one that took place over at the all-out event. And at the end. There is a reason why Walter is known as the ring general. There is a reason why Walter is the United Kingdom champion. Uh, I saw possibly one of the most devastating clotheslines I've ever seen. It's a clothesline that would make JBL proud. I got to tell you. Overall, this matchup, Walter is still... The United Kingdom champion Imperium still runs the kingdom at NXT UK. And I got to say, Imperium, like I said, a tremendous... uh, Imperium is a tremendous group. They're going to be holding on to all the gold. I see it coming. I see the NXT titles coming in. Uh, If they come up with a secondary title for the uh, NXT UK brand, I hope they do. But in the meantime, Imperium is running the kingdom. Walter is still the champion. And Tyler Bate, he has nothing to be ashamed of. He put up a good fight. He put up everything on the line. The crowd was behind him. The crowd, especially the crowd over at NXT UK TakeOver Cardiff. Cardiff was on fire. Cardiff was chanting so many fucking names. I was like, my fucking God, what the fuck did they say? Now, Now, don't get me wrong. Chicago did a good job. Chicago did a damn good job at the event. But as far as I'm concerned, hey, Cardiff wins. Cardiff fucking wins, hands down. So, here's the thing that I'm going to let you guys in on. I wrote down something else here. I was writing this list down here of what I think was the good match. Now, I have a few things written down here, so I want everyone to listen up here so that way everybody can understand what's going on. Number one... Who had the best crowd reaction? Was it All Out in Chicago, Illinois? Or was it NXT TakeOver Cardiff? NXT UK TakeOver Cardiff. The winner of that, NXT UK TakeOver Cardiff. Cardiff had the best crowd reaction. They they had the best emotion. They were louder. They were on fire. That That was the greatest thing in the world. 
the best main event match for uh, the best main event match between AEW and NXT. Who was better? I'm going to go with the NXT United Kingdom Championship matchup. That was better than the All Elite Wrestling World Heavyweight Championship match. That, that one right there was the better main event match right there, NXT UK. The best singles match. Um, this one, I'm going to actually go with, if I were to pick you know, which one was the better match and which one had the best emotion and all that other stuff, I would actually go with Cody Rhodes versus Sean Spears. That one was just wow. You know, I mean, don't get me wrong. All the, all the other matches were great. They were all great. But I just think this one was more personal. It was a good match. It had everything you ever wanted and more. So AEW gets the best singles match. The best tag team match. Who wins that one? Obviously, it was NXT TakeOver. I, I know some people are probably going to say, oh, well, what about the the Lucha Brothers and the... Um, what about the Lucha Brothers and uh, the Young Bucks? That was a pretty good ladder match right there. Uh, yeah, it was a good ladder match, but I picked the triple threat match for the NXT UK Tag Team titles. I, I picked that one over this one. I mean, that's, that's my opinion on that. Now, the best women's match... Uh, this one uh, took me a while to think, but I'm going to actually go with the Casino Battle Royale, the Women's Casino Battle Royale, because of the fact that many women were involved. It wasn't silly. There wasn't anything ridiculous on there. Uh, don't get me wrong. The matchup with Tony Storm and um, Tony Storm and Kelly Ray was good. Uh, I think uh, the other matchup that took place at the AEW event was good too, but this one overall, the the Casino Battle Royal, that was a better match. That was a better match. AEW gets that one right there. Now, who had the best surprises? Uh, I'm going to actually go with AEW on this one because of that. Even though, despite the fact that Cesaro did come out and the NXT UK TakeOver Cardiff, that was a good surprise. But not as a big surprise as the whole thing with AEW. The surprise of LAX. The surprise of the Enforcer, Arn Anderson. And even the surprise of, and I'm going to say this because despite the fact that I have my opinions about this guy, the surprise appearance of the man you know as Orange Cassidy. Yes, he brought something to the table too. That was the best surprise of the night. I had that written down. There were a couple of other things I hadn't written down, but that's all I got right here. So here's what, you know, like I said, uh, AEW, so overall, which was the better event? Was it AEW's All Out or was it NXT UK TakeOver Cardiff? The main event is going to speak it, and I'm going to call it like I see it. Who had the longer hours? It was AEW. Who had the best event out of the two? I have to actually go with NXT TakeOver. I, and I got, I got to go with NXT UK TakeOver. I, and I, I think that was the better event. There was nothing silly about it. There was nothing ridiculous about it. Hard-hitting matches. Some tremendous, tremendous crowd reactions. Great emotion. Um, fire. Uh, everything you ever wanted and more. I think NXT UK was good. All Out was great. Some of the matches were okay. There are a couple that may need a little fixing. 
a little fixing. And I'm talking about stuff like Kenny Omega and Pac. That was a good match, but Kenny Omega really needs to step up his game. I'm sorry. He really needs to step up his game. The Dark Order, they, um, the best friends, I don't know what to say about that except let's move on. <laughs> but overall, NXT UK TakeOver beats all out to me. That's, that's my opinion. And I know that all of you have your opinions as well. What do you think was the better event? Was it the AEW All Out event or was it NXT UK TakeOver Cardiff? You can you know, throw your comments below. I already put out the poll and everything else like that on my Main Event Talk Facebook page. So if you guys get an opportunity, go ahead and check it out and see how that shit goes. And um, there is one thing I wanted to do before we go ahead and end the Main Event Talk podcast. Um, there was one event left, and that one event was... The New Japan Pro Wrestling Royal Quest. Now, I have not had a chance to see it yet, but I'd like to thank some of my good friends who uh, had brought me to the length of the event. I'm going to probably get an opportunity to check that out as well when I have the opportunity. I want to see how that event, because that, that event also took place as well. Not just NXT UK, Cardiff, not just All Out, but um, the Royal, Royal Quest. Royal Quest, I'm sorry. I want to check that out as well when I get the opportunity. So guys, we're going to go ahead and end this conclusion of the second part of the uh, main event talk podcast. The first one was about the all-out event. The second one is not only more on the all-out event, also NXT TakeOver and the whole nine yards. Oh, and also before I go ahead and go, uh, there's a couple things I need to bring up before I leave September 7th. As you guys know, there's going to be some special events that are going to be taking place uh, September 7th, as you guys know, Saturday night over at Dio's Billiards, over at Rich's Billiards. My good friends, uh, my good friends, Knife Party, a tribute to Deftones, are going to be performing over there at Rich's Billiards this coming Saturday night for our good friend Ben Tones. The main event will be there for that event, and I cannot wait. You know, to show up over there at Dio's, looking good, looking, smelling good, and all, and. I may have something going over there. Who knows? Ah, uh, but something else is happening on the 7th. I forgot what it was. I think it was a, a UFC fight is going to happen at that event. And I... Oh, wait a minute. Wait a minute. We got to get this out of the way quickly because... It, and I haven't had a chance to see it either. MLW, Major League Wrestling. I have not seen the episode yet, but I'm going to be checking out in a moment. As you guys know, Major League Wrestling is going to be having their event over in Dallas, Texas. It's called War Chamber. And I I'm trying to remember some of the matches um, in there, but I... Oh, my God. I... Oh, I don't have much time on this, but I'm going to go ahead and just get this out of the way. I'm going to check out MLW. Uh, War Chamber is going to happen on that same night, on Saturday night, September 7th, over in Dallas, Texas. The main event. Cannot wait to check out that event. I'm going to be checking out MLW in just a moment and everything else like that. So, guys, we're ending this podcast. We're ending this podcast right now. Don't forget, Saturday night, over at Dio's Billiards, my good friends, Knife Party, are going to be playing over there as a you know, tribute to Deftones. For our good friend Ben Tones in the whole nine yards in the main event is going to be there at Richard's Billiards, at Theo's Billiards, however it's called. One thing's for certain, the main event is going to be there for that event. MLW also Saturday night, September 7th. Ooh, 
it's going to be the fucking shit. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for listening to this podcast. The main event player, the Super C, the God of my gods, the King of my kings, the coolest son of a motherfucking bitch walking God's green earth is saying thank you for listening. And I'll be back next time. Regular schedule, regular time on another great episode of the Main Event Talk Podcast. Why? Because I can and I want to. Any questions? Enough said. Cardiff was the fucking shit.